Well, listeners, in case you didn't get enough sports today, here's an ad break that'll tell you how to watch even more sports. YouTube is the new home of NFL Sunday Ticket. And if you sign up now, you'll get the lowest full season price of the year. Just go to youtube.com slash Spotify offer to get $100 off NFL Sunday Ticket. Watch your favorite teams out of market Sunday afternoon games exclusively on YouTube and YouTube TV. All right, enough about sports. Go get more sports. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends June 6th. No refunds. But I'm going to tell you this, we ain't done yet. Howdy and welcome back to the Ineligibles Podcast. I am Will Stone, coming to you with a freshly cut lawn. He is Chase Caldwell, coming to you with a freshly built supercomputer. Chase, how you doing? I'm doing fantastic. Uh, very... Uh very speedy right now on yeah on the computer um how was mowing the lawn you know it wasn't that bad um not to get into weather talk too much but it's been a cool summer uh mm-hmm. by texas standards so i was probably 85 earlier uh i got a good sweat on which felt really nice i haven't exercised that much here lately so that felt good um and the lawn's cut now, so yeah, uh, my wife is happy. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I, I've been running, I've been running with no AC in my truck since February. Um, oh my gosh! And it really hadn't been too terribly bad. So like that's how I know it, it hasn't been. Yeah, like a bad summer. I mean, I've been running like that for no other reason other than I just haven't taken it to get it fixed. Yeah, but um, I mean, if, if it was going to happen, at least it happened this year, not you know in a drought summer. Yeah, there's a couple days here and there <laughs> where it'll be like dead hot and i'm like okay i need to be an adult and go take my truck in but um yeah yeah it's uh it hasn't been too too terribly bad the rain though is terrible because i've been mowing every third day i feel like and i can't ever get ahead yeah um well and like and we have a, a really bad weed problem we uh moved into our home here in hutto back in april and our sod got delivered uh, right before the big freeze. Mm. So some of our grass was dead when it got put in. So we're going back and forth with uh, the builder on that. I won't say their name because uh, aside from that, they did a really good job. But um, so we got some weeds and uh, they're telling us to mow once a week just to you know keep them down and let the grass grow in. But um, that's uh, that's it for Yard Talk here on the Inevitable Podcast. <laughs> sponsored by Aggieland Green. No, I'm just kidding. We're not sponsored yeah. by Aggieland Green, but um, do like Aggieland Green. Great company. Uh, yeah. Non-spawn, though. Uh, so, yeah, my, my supercomputer is awesome. Uh, my buddy Jordan Howard, um, he, he built it for me, and um, I don't really know all of the uh, specs to it. Somebody was asking me the specs earlier, and I'm like, I'll have to get back to you on that. Um, uh, it's not really uh, my area of expertise. He just told me it's really fast. Yeah, it, it's just it's just crazy fast. I was running Photoshop <laughs> and um, Adobe After Effects and Premiere and um, Audition all at the same time, and I was running at like six percent utilization of my CPU. <laughs> so it was like what it, I, I don't know. It was really cool. Um, but, but uh, that, that's a programming note that I wanted to make, uh, or wanted to, to tell all you guys that are listening, especially to you that are listening on YouTube. I am sorry that we have 
been a little <laughs> bit lax on that. Like it, I know that it just kind of comes out hit or miss. Uh, part of the reason why is because I'm the one that does the, the video and my computer was just terribly slow with it. And, and it would take me an entire day to like export the video after I make it. Yeah. But like, like whenever I'd open up after effects and be like editing the video, it would, it would freeze for like five minutes and I'd have to wait for it to unfreeze and I'd change one thing and I'd walk off and go do something else for five minutes, come back and change one more thing. And, and so, you know, it, if I had anything else going that day, it just, I couldn't do it, you know? And then that, yeah. that on top of that, you know, we were, we were recording so much that it was like every time I got a chance to where I could do it, if I would have mm-hmm. tried to edit it while, I, while we were recording, it would have messed up the recording. So, you know, I would have to wait right. after. And so, so I got a little bit behind everybody that that's out there, um, that, that listens on YouTube. I'm sorry. I will be better now because um, I now have a computer that that can operate efficiently. That said, yeah. give me another week or so before I get caught back up on everything because I have to transfer everything over from my old computer to this one um, so that I can get all the the stuff like the video and everything transferred to this computer to where I can start editing it and, and putting it on there. Um, but yeah. Chase, uh, I feel like you sandbagged a little bit when we were getting this whole operation up and running I, I knew you were like you've always been very artistic and uh very good you know good at drawing good at painting things uh i figured you were good at photoshop you never explained to me you were this good at photoshop <laughs> before before we started this venture <laughs> i was like oh like, well, we can make some you know i was like we, we can make some some simple graphics you know i like, can put some content out there yeah uh, I, I'm, I'm excited i'm excited for our our listeners to see some of the stuff you've been working on, um, it's, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's top notch stuff. I, I'm, I'm ready to get some graphics going, get some highlight videos going and all of that. That's always been the plan. It oh, just, yeah. um, I had to get my Time computer season. set up and with this, this chip shortage that we have, it, it delayed me to where I couldn't get it, um, in time, but yeah. there was an Aggie, uh, that Jordan's buddies with, uh, he lives in college station and, and he sold me his, his, uh, his graphics card and, um, that's what got us up and running. So, so uh, is he a listener? I don't know. I, I hope he is. Uh, if so, thank you yeah. very much. I, I really appreciate it. Um, I haven't met him. I just Aggies helping Aggies. Yeah, he, he Jordan said that he he uh, was asking his buddy. His buddy said, "Well, you know, um, I'm going to sell mine because I'm about to get a new one." And Jordan said, "Well, I've got a buddy that's looking for one." And he said, "He said, okay." He's like, "Yeah, he's an Aggie," and he was like, "All right, say no more." And so then he sold it to me. So he gave me a really good deal on it. Good price. Shipped it. He even awesome. sp- he even shipped it for me um, overnight. So um, it was yep. super awesome. I, I'm, I'm very thankful for it because now now we're really going to get this thing rocking and rolling. Uh, but yeah, thank you. Oh, for, yeah. Thank you for the compliment. I, I uh, I've been messing around with Photoshop since I was a little kid. Uh, back like seventh grade, I, I'd be rocking. I was rocking Photo Filter back then. You know and. <laughs> it was like the free version of it and it just gave my yeah. computer nothing but viruses but um but well, I, it's just in time for the season that you got this thing set up uh we're gonna have some top-notch 
top-notch graphics yeah. going into the season. You know, that being said, we, we I, I want to put out the uh, the original graphic that we did uh, for for the podcast. We'll, we'll, we'll put no, that one out. On. <laughs> I, just because, like, like, I had thrown it together, and, like, it was kind of the creation process is, is different. Like, at first, I was like, maybe I want something super simple. Like, I was looking at all these different podcasts that were out there, and, like, they have, like, yeah. like 2D logos and stuff. So, I was like, maybe we do, like, a 2D logo instead of, you know, more 3D and – and that's apparently not my art style at all because uh, I thought it looked terrible. <laughs> and, and so everybody else was like, oh, yeah, that looks good. And I'm like, mm, I don't know. Like, And so one day I just was like, all right, I'm going to sit down and just do it the way I, I, I had envisioned it. And then that's yeah. that's how we got our logo. But um, Well, then I'm over here like, uh, I guess I can try to learn Photoshop so I can help out our team a little bit. I was like, hey, Jace, like, I, I made this page look like it's 3D. <laughs> <laughs> and then Chase is like, oh, that's cool. I built a whole new logo and here's what it is. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's just, it, uh. it, it's time consuming. For, for me, it's like a video game. Like it's it's like sitting and playing a video game. Like it's it's fun. Um, yeah. But there's sometimes I rage quit uh, because it won't do what I want it to do. Uh, that happened to me the other night. I was trying to make a graphic for our SEC thing and it wasn't cooperating with me so i i rage quit and didn't touch it for like two days <laughs> but, uh, yeah but yeah we, well, yeah uh I, sorry go ahead I, I was gonna say i'm gonna i'm working on a bunch of graphics right now so i'm gonna be doing an overhaul of our um our instagram and stuff probably this weekend uh, maybe the following weekend we'll see I'm, i want to put one out for each episode we've already done i know i'm kind of late but um I, I initially wanted to do that, but my computer wasn't cooperating with me, so I didn't have a choice. It's all about the aesthetic. Like if people go to our page, that's what my wife tells me. Um, when they go to our, our page, everything looks all the same. It's it's really it needs to be like a really clean look. So yeah, we'll definitely get that going soon. But well, yeah. So um, let's as for, let's jump into it. Well, as for today's show, um, sadly, it's the last of our uh, position preview series. We've had. A ton of fun doing these and bringing you guys up to speed on the uh, current status of the AM roster. Um, but we're going to finish it out today uh, before we jump into the AM schedule breakdown starting next week. But uh, we got linebackers and defensive backs today. Um, we figured we could squeeze them both into uh, one episode because when you look at the, the scholarships, um, we've got uh, almost as many defensive linemen as we do linebackers and DBs. And, um, just made sense to put these in one episode, but yeah, um, let's do uh, let's let's work from front to back like like we've been doing and uh, start with linebackers. Um, I'm not sure there's a position. Well, I guess after tight end, I feel like linebacker has made the biggest turnaround from that first year under Jimbo because yeah, when he got here, uh, we had. Like Adam only plays two linebackers, like most defenses these days. They play two linebackers, five DBs. And uh, Jimbo's first year, we had four pretty good ones. But then Anthony Hines tore his ACL in fall camp. And we had three scholarship linebackers. And like if one more, if, if another person had gone down, we would have been, you know, throwing a walk on out there. But now you look and like there's, uh, a four-star linebacker, uh, Kashan Brown, that uh, just transferred after the spring because he uh, was behind all these other talented guys. Like it's, it's a really good-looking linebacker room, and um, 
I'm, I'm pretty pumped about the guys that we have at that position. But uh, let's start with the, the most known commodity and uh, the old man of the group who's been here since uh, 2016 and Aaron Hansford. Yeah, he's he's um, I'm excited to see him be the the leader. I feel like even though just just through in history, um, you know, we've we've had a, we had a lull at linebacker for a while. Even during that time, it seemed like we always had like one very vocal and very like leadership oriented senior guy that that uh, played linebacker for us, you know, and, and was a good leader of our defense even when our linebackers were, were kind of tight, you know, through the years. But um, I, I, I'm excited to see him step into that role. I think he's earned it. He's, he's had several good seasons with us, and, and um, I, I'm, we talked about this on one or two episodes. We may have mentioned it on every one. I don't know. Uh, it just seems like we have good leadership at every position. There's like one yeah. really good guy, and and he's going to be the one that 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 um will carry that torch this year. He's he's filling some big shoes, you know. But um, yeah, but yeah, I'm I'm excited to to um, see that transpire, you know, across the team. Yeah, but yeah, his his recruitment was kind of interesting because um, he came to A and M as a receiver, and it sounded like we kind of had to tell him we were, that we were going to play him there to get him to, to come to a and and But in the, in the All-American game, he played linebacker, and he was really, really good. But uh, he came to A&M, he was going to be like, a, like a, a big inside slot or like a tight end kind of hybrid player. And um, Jimbo got here and saw him. He was like, yeah, we're moving you to defense. <laughs> like, that's, that's your calling. And uh, uh, he, he had a good year in 2019 as kind of a – a third down uh, pass rush specialist, but uh, got to step into the, the full-time starter role last year, and he did a really good job. I mean, he he still was was really good again after the after the quarterback on third downs and things like that. But um, just all around, he's he, he's an impressive athlete and an impressive football player. And um, in, in the in the spring game, uh, he's a guy that really flashed, which I feel like you don't typically see from the, especially a guy like him who's been through you know probably five or six spring practices now. Um, he, he was flying around, making plays. Uh, he, he looked as good as he ever has. So uh, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see him back on the field this year. Yeah, I think I think with his talent level and his experience here and all that, I really would like to see him, you know, earn a, a draft, uh, get drafted. Um, yeah. You know, go, go to the NFL. I, I'd like to see – I'd like to see him – earn that this year because uh, I know that he yeah. can and um, he, he's just a he's is he a fifth year senior I think he's a sixth year sixth year I was gonna say he's spent so much time in our program like you know he's yeah. one that you you just gotta you know be a, a uh, you gotta be a big supporter of you know um, yeah. just because of that but, but yeah um, he's just he's always been a, a very tried and true guy whenever he's healthy you know uh playing for us that that he's the one you can count on and so um yeah he's he's by far and away the one that i'm i'm most confident in going into the year um some of these other yeah. guys i i am excited about but they're they're young too so um yeah yeah and uh i think hansford actually had a an invite to the senior bowl 
And um, you know, it was kind of weird. Like he missed the ball game and they didn't really say why. And I was like, oh, well, this guy's probably gone. Like he uh, he got a senior bowl invite. He's going to go, you know, get ready for the NFL. And then, uh, you know, after the bowl game announces he's coming back. And I was like, oh, that's a that's a that's a pretty big development right there to get him back for a for a sixth year. So, yeah, um, I, I'm with you. I'd, I'd love to see him get drafted. I think he's got a, a decent chance with another big year. But um, looking for big things from Hansford. Uh, but before we get too far, um, a little uh, uh, self-criticism here. Um, I haven't been great at acknowledging the players that are, have left. Uh, like we, you know, we talked about the O-linemen that have left. And uh, I don't think we, we mentioned uh, Bobby Brown, who was a defensive tackle last year, who's moved on. But I've got to talk about Buddy Johnson. Like uh, he was uh, the linebacker that uh, was a senior last year at AM and went to the draft and got drafted in the fourth round by the Pittsburgh Steelers. He was a terrific player and a terrific teammate. Um, loved watching him play. Loved his interviews. Um, sad that he's gone, but that's the nature of of college football. And uh, glad that he got you know picked up by a, a good franchise in the NFL and hoping for big things for Buddy. Yeah, uh, he he was he he was one of my favorite players. Um, just to just to watch, you could tell that he he carried a lot on his back. You know, he he. he Played, he's a very team player, um, and you like to see that. That's that's what I was trying to say. You know, like before him, it was Tyrell Dodson. I mean, there, there's there's yeah. these guys that that have always played that linebacker position, even if it was like a terrible position, you know, on our defense. That it was still there was still like one really good leader that that um, you know could tell you could tell was just a really good person and. Uh, Buddy was definitely that, you know, and that's what I said yeah. with, with Aaron's got some big shoes to fill because, um, you know, Buddy had some big shoes to fill and, and he filled them. And then now he's Aaron's next step up, you know. And so, um, yeah, I, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing that because uh, I've always enjoyed watching watching Hansford play and and uh, he's he's just a he flies around a lot, you know, and and. Yeah. Um but uh yeah, so let's let's talk about some of these younger guys because there's some really really deep talent over here um at this position. Um It's kind of a log jam. Like there's a lot of really good players that are going to be fighting for playing time this year. Yeah. Uh but at the same time, it's a, it's at a position that that we might need to rotate a lot too, you know. So um, yeah, it's it's good that we have that depth for sure. Yeah, let's talk. Let's talk Andre White. Um, okay. He was uh, he was a three star coming out um, of uh, Pennsylvania. Um, he kind of committed out of the blue. If I remember correctly, I was like, who's who's Andre White? But um, really good looking linebacker, uh, six foot three, uh, probably two hundred thirty pounds. Um, he's he he played. He kind of rotated in last year, and. Uh, he he made one of my uh, he it was probably my second favorite highlight last last season uh, after the uh, the Spiller uh, touchdown where he trucked the linebacker. Mm-hmm. But uh, on, uh, uh, against LSU, Andre White uh, came on a blitz and uh, and sacked the LSU quarterback like at the one yard line, and uh, it was it was just an awesome play, awesome sight. I love seeing a a maroon jersey just demolishing a LSU quarterback. <laughs> um, he's, 
he, he, he's he's the the most likely to step in and and be the starter uh, and, and and take Buddy's place. But um, you know, he's a lot bigger than Buddy. Like Buddy was as good as he was. Uh, he was he's probably about six feet tall, maybe six one. But um, I, I remember like when we uh, went to the Texas Bowl a couple years ago. Um, we got to go on the sideline before the game, and I was watching warmups. And uh, Andre White, he's he's a he's a big dude in person. Um, I think he'll be able to, uh, you know, clog up some some throwing lanes with his long arms and uh, and still get after the quarterback. I mean, heck, he, he had a interception in the in the bowl game against North Carolina. So um, I'm really excited about him. I think he'll be a, a really really good player this fall. Yeah, um, but but he might have been shorter, but. He was built like a tree trunk too. <laughs> so, oh yeah, he was. He definitely uh, was. But but yeah, that the the additional length that you get from from Andre and and um, these guys are a little bit bigger, but a little bit taller. It's good if if we need them to to drop back into coverage um, from time to time. Uh, you yeah. just you just never know. It's it's a good good thing to have. Um, I like that. I, I like how. Um, athletic he is he, he's very you you mentioned that he had interception in the the uh, bowl game uh he just I, it seems like we're, we're getting I, i've talked about this before but it seems like we're getting a lot of tweeners you know guys that could play multiple positions and jimbo calls it multiple mm-hmm. i think that that's probably a bad adjective but um <laughs> but there again i don't have one to replace it so uh but but they're multiple and and diverse to where they could kind of fit into either position and and at linebacker you know it was somehow they've they've kind of crafted these guys that are um they're they're equally like just massive dudes that can just lay a lick on you but at the same time they could yeah. jump up and pick the ball off you know so um yeah it, 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 I, I like I like the uh, the athleticism that we have at this position and and Andre Andre is probably um, probably one of the best uh, at, at that uh, I, I I need I need to start I need to start just saying what I think I think he's he's our most most athletic you know linebacker um, and, and and I I could. I expect that he'll probably start. Um, yeah. But again, I think we'll, we'll see more rotation this year because we have so much talent there um, and so yeah. much depth. Keep yeah. guys healthy. Um, take a drink every time Jimbo says the word multiple in a press conference. <laughs> yeah. Or the psycho- psychological disposition in the way that we do things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or, or, or like I say, he says, like I say all the time. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I can't say that because I always say, wait, what do I always say? You know, is it, you know, that I always, say, you know, you know, yeah. I say, I say like at least a thousand times a podcast. So <laughs> I, I can't talk. <laughs> yeah. Um, but on, on that note, uh, the whole time you were talking about Andre and like talking about, you know, he can play different spots and super athletic, um, I just kept thinking about my my pick for breakout player for for linebacker, and um, that's Edron Cooper. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was a little bit under the radar. Uh, like he was, I think he was a four star player on the composite uh, coming out of Louisiana. But um, he, uh, like after early signing day, 
he actually signed with A&M on signing day but didn't announce it. So, like, like I think LSU tried to get back in on him, and he was like, sorry, like, I've already signed A&M. Like, you're too late. And uh, I remember going and watching his film, and I was like, man, this dude can really run and really hit. And then uh, in the spring game, he was all over the place. Um, I think – I think Edron Cooper is a guy that AM fans are going to find out about really quickly this fall. Um, number 45, um, he's 6'3, he's 215 pounds. He, he's a little light, but uh, he's he looks like a modern day, like, like, like what a modern day linebacker is in, mm-hmm. in today's game. Um, they're not the, the biggest guys in the world, but he can, he's, he's incredibly quick, uh, great closing speed. When he makes the decision to, to come downhill, he's, uh, he's arriving with bad intentions, and he's getting there in a hurry. Um, he's he's going to make a lot of plays. Um, I, I don't want to say that he's going to be like a an all conference guy, like right off the bat, but um, he's definitely going to going to garner some playing time and uh, and make a lot of wow plays when he gets on the field. Yeah, I I think it was him. Um, I'm almost positive it was him. He we found out that he had signed with us right after signing day uh, and it were right after early signing day. And um, mm-hmm. we were, I think we had two or three spots left in that class and, and it might've been, or maybe it was right before. I don't remember. The, I, I think it was the one that we talked about last week with uh, McKinley Jackson. Well, yeah, I think it was during that time, but, by that point, had EJ Smith committed? Did he did he sign in the early signing period? Um, I feel like he did. I, I feel like he announced it, on it, early signing day. It just seems like seems to me like Edron Cooper kind of popped up on my radar around the time that we were really in on EJ Smith, and I was I was I wanted Emmett Smith Jr. bad. You know, I was like, yeah, I, I thought he was a fantastic running back just by himself. But the fact that he was Emmett mm-hmm. Smith's son, I thought it was super cool too. And, uh, yeah. and so admittedly, if, if I am, if he's the right one, then admittedly, admittedly, I was kind of like bummed whenever we, Oh, we did, we got a linebacker. Like I really wanted a running back, <laughs> you know, I really wanted, yeah. really wanted EJ Smith. And, um, then I, I remember after I, I threw my little temper tantrum, I um, went and watched his film, and and I remember getting really excited about him um, a little bit after that. You know, whenever I started yeah. kind of looking at at well, what, what would we need linebacker? We would need at that point in time, you know, and um, so I, I'm I'm I've been excited about him for a while. Um, just yeah. because it, when I remember him as a recruit, I just remember him being um, being a real tough guy. And, and that's what I was going to say yeah. about the next person I was going to talk about was Antonio Doyle. Um, oh, yeah. Both of those guys just – they're just – Antonio Doyle specifically, he just um, – He's tough. He's a thumper. He's he's yeah. tough. I mean, he he's he's a, a thumper. I would not want to go up against that guy. Um, and he's he's what your traditional linebacker looks like. He's six three two fifty. Yeah. <laughs> he's 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 a downhill playing dude. Yeah, and and uh, I think they pretty uh, the two of them. I always try like to pair guys together. Uh, the two of them pair yeah. nicely together because of that. You know, um, you got one one quicker, lighter guy that that probably is better yeah. drop into coverage and um, 
you know, cover a tight end or something. And, and then you've got yeah. a guy that can run downhill and just knock people out, you know? And so, yeah. Um, playing a phone booth. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm, I think the, the person I'm most excited about seeing play more is, is going to be Antonio Doyle for me. Um, yeah. I am excited to see Edrin and, and of course we already talked, touched on the other two that, that will likely start, but, um, you know, yeah. you have that, that, um, I think he's going to become a really, really, really good player. Um, he probably already is. So yeah, I, I'm excited to see him play. Um, man, it's, it's tough. And like, this is rare for, for us because since you and I've been following this really closely, like we haven't had this kind of depth at linebacker. <laughs> we yeah. were, like, well, we were, like we're usually just happy to have two guys that are, you know, competent and can fill gaps but uh you, you look at this roster and you're like okay like you got hands for like like he's got to play like he's you know he's he's too good to not play and you're like well we've seen andre white play a lot like like he's he may he's probably gonna be a starter and then then, then you watch the spring game and you see cooper making plays doyle making plays uh chris russell who we haven't talked about yet he was making plays like like of these like of all these guys like there's only two spots so like uh it's it's going to be hard to to for one to beat out the other, but um, that's that's what it's all about, right? Like the uh, the competition just makes it just makes them better, you know. Well, and 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 what's what's funny to me uh, this this linebacker position is kind of funny to me because you know we we talked in the the recruiting episode a while back about the numbers and how I kind of broke down the numbers of, of a recruiting class and of a scholarship distribution and all that and what you're kind of looking for. Um, yeah. And linebackers kind of like the quarterback of the defense in terms of you might take one, you might take two in a class, you know, you don't generally take more than that. And I feel like looking back now, granted, the Jimbo's first class, it wasn't this way, but I just feel like looking uh, like every year, I'm like, are we going to take a linebacker? You know, like, <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I'm, I always feel like we, we like are, are super, you know, weak at this position. But then, like you said, when you look at the guys and you look at, you know, how many of them can play at a time, um, we've got plenty of depth at this position. And, and, um, yeah. But but this is a position, and D line is another one. Well, really, anything on defense, I, I would say, uh, is one <laughs> one that uh, you you see a lot more rotation. Like you don't see like yeah. just just the the uh, the first team out there every time, um, mm-hmm. and it's because you got to you got to keep guys healthy. So having having that is good because um, you know not only we have rotation, you know, to, for injuries, of course, but we're also going to get some of these younger guys in there earlier, assuming that they have the talent to, to get out there and, and play. And, and there yeah. is a lot of talent there. Um, Chris Russell, you mentioned him. I, I'm, a, I'm interested to see him because I guess it was, let me make sure I'm right on this. It was, it was Chris Russell, Andre White, Terry and Lee. And wasn't there one more that we took Jimbo's first year? Did we take uh, four or it was five? Kishan- it was four. It was Kashan Brown. Kashan Brown uh, just transferred okay. out. Okay, yeah. So, and we took four linebackers from four different states. You know that first, yeah. first recruiting. Um, I thought mean, was it Jimbo's first class or second class? One of them. Um, anyhow, we were trying to fill this position. So, 
so some of these guys, you know, um, have been on the roster for a little bit, um, and they've they've played. You know, some of them have played, some of them haven't. But um, yeah, it's in, it'll be interesting to, for me to see how they do that rotation. Being that at, at least the three that I named that are still here, you know, they've been yeah. on the team together for so long that uh, I want to kind of see how they they do that rotation because I'm sure they have a pretty good rapport at this point. You know. Yeah. Well, and and Andre White, Chris Russell, and Antonio Doyle all kind of play the same spot, like that that Mike linebacker position. Yeah. Um, and that they're all really, really good. Like, like obviously Andre White has uh, gotten the most playing time of that group. Um, like he rotated in quite a bit last year, but um, they're all three very capable. And um, uh, I mean, it's I, I hope they all stick around. I know that you know it's enticing to to transfer if you don't, you know, if you uh, don't win a job. And I, I'm not saying that these kids are going to transfer, but um, I hope they do stick around because they're they're super talented kids. And um, yeah, if you wait around, you can get your shot. But um, I'm excited about all those guys, excited about Chris Russell. Uh, but yeah, breakout player, Edrin Cooper, I think. I'm excited to see him on like on passing downs, like mm-hmm. send that dude off the edge or on a inside blitz and it's 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 going to make good things happen like he's he's going to make some really flashy plays this year but um aside from those guys i i think you brought up terry and lee um mm-hmm. he's a guy that jimbo brings up uh all the time and um he, he played some in the spring game uh like he he didn't play bad but he didn't make the like some of the the flashier plays that uh, some of the other guys made but when when, when coach fisher's bringing a guy up that probably means he's doing pretty well. So um, yeah. he, he he's going to be a factor, you know, just as much as the rest of these guys are. Yeah. And, and um, you see that every off season where Jimbo will just always talk about one guy that hasn't traditionally started or, you know, you haven't seen much of prior to that. And um, mm-hmm. so, yeah, I mean, if you look at the list, I, we really have, I would say, a three deep because we have, it looks like seven yeah. um, scholarship linebackers. Uh, Kenneth Phillips, he's one that, uh, he's got a, got a good story, I think. Um, I'm rooting for him big time, but I don't know that he'll play this year. I, I don't know yeah. the status I think of he's, his injury and everything. I like think that, he's still trying know. to get back from that injury. Oh, I'd imagine so. Um, yeah. So any, anybody that doesn't know who we're talking about, uh, we, we had a, a one of our linebackers um, his senior year. He he had a really terrible injury to his knee, and he was out for like two years, I think. Um, yeah, like he actually uh, he signed with the the class they just got on campus because um, I, guess, I guess like that was kind of a blue shirt situation, like we talked about before, where mm-hmm. um, it made more sense for him to like start his his eligibility clock later than to come in when he knew he couldn't play, you know? So I'm like, he was still rehabbing and stuff like that. So, um, he's, he's supposed to be in the, in the class above, but he's just now a true freshman like this summer and, and this fall. Yeah. So I, I doubt that we see him play, especially if there's any questions at injury, we don't have to get him to play, you know, like we, we have right. the depth to where he wouldn't have to play. And, and so I, I'd imagine that the, the, you know, the emphasis would be, hey, you know, sit this year out and and yeah. take care of yourself, learn the position, 
learn how we do things here, all that kind of stuff. Um, and, and that's a good position to be in, you know, cause he was, he was, would have been the one, the one linebacker in his class. And so you have an injury there and then, uh Oh, now we don't have a linebacker in this class. And, and, mm-hmm. um, normally that would be a really scary proposition, you know, but, um, in, in our case, it's just not because we we've got we've got depth at this position. Problem is, you know, when you're talking six guys, you know, two of them play per at a time. So you've got a three deep, but six isn't as many as you'd like. I, I it it's how much it, it's it's the real it's the right number for the position. Yeah, yeah um, absolutely. But it's like six goes really quickly in the game of football, <laughs> like six guys. <laughs> I mean, you have two injuries and now you just lost a third of your, your players, you know? And so, yeah. Um, you, you just, yeah, I, I think it's why in this, in this, in this 2022 recruiting class is probably why they're, they're really trying to bring in three or four more guys to, to backfill those spots. Yeah, I think so. Um, and it's probably because they know that there's, there's some super talented guys here that, um, won't be here forever. You know, that they may, they may leave early, you know, or yeah, whatever may, may have a transfer situation, but that is one worry. I, I don't, I'm not really concerned that there would be any more transfers. Um, Oh yeah. Just because there's not that many, you know, at, at any given time, there's two guys ahead of you. I mean, that's, that's the furthest back that you could be um, yeah. in, in this case. And, and and add a add a position that rotates a lot, so I'm not really worried about transfers. But you get one guy transfer, yeah. and then we're in a little bit of a different predicament. You know, now suddenly, yeah. you know, we we got to stay healthy all year long. Um, yeah. But there, I do have a lot of confidence at linebacker going into the season, knowing that we have six guys that are all, I would almost say, equally talented. Like they're they're all um, very stout guys. There's none that. You know, if I was honest, I I would be like, oh yeah, he's not all that great. There's not one of them here, and so yeah. Um, so it's one that I never want any player to ever get hurt ever, but that's just not the reality. Um, so it's just one that that I'm confident that we'll have a good season this year at linebacker because, um, you know, if we do have an injury or two, we've got backups that won't have much of a drop off. Yeah. There's, there's good depth there. Yeah. Um, so this AM run defense has been really, really stout since Jimbo and Mike Elko got here. And we expect that to remain the case with the defensive line we talked about and the linebackers we talked about, but let's, let's move it over to uh, your favorite uh, position group or position groups. We're going to uh, kind of split them up here. Um, defensive backs. Uh, you want corners or safeties first? Um, I'll go, I'll go corners first because, uh, corners. I'm really excited to see the corners, uh, say, I guess I'm equally excited. So I can't, I can't say that. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. DBs are, are, um, my favorite position. That's where I was a DB manager. And for the first couple of years, I was kind of like, this is dumb. You know, I got the position that I didn't really care about. Um, I was a cornerback back in seventh grade and that was it. Um, but, but no, uh, 
once Terry or not Terry Price, but uh, um, Terry Joseph. Terry Joseph came in. Uh, there was if I if I mentioned this on I don't I think I've mentioned this on the podcast actually, but I uh, think in our first episode. Yeah, where where uh, Terry was was yelling at me on on Texags and everybody was like, <laughs> oh he's he's. He's even coaching up the manager, and <laughs> we, we we had we had like um, we with with the the coach that we had before him, we had one ball in the DB bag, and he never used it. Like he he the only time he used it was to like he would hit it whenever he was running the drills to get him to go, and so when Terry Joseph came in, he, the first day. He he was there. We were, we were gonna run ball drills, and he was like, he was like, give me a ball, and I handed him the one ball that I had, and <laughs> and so then you know he he's throwing it, and he's like, ball, 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 and and I only had one ball, and I'm like, you're like, I'm you're like, like that was it. <laughs> I'm like yelling at the guys, like help me out, help me out, get it back to me, you know. And of course, they're they're not paying attention, not really caring, you know, and. Um, and he's like, "This is Texas A&M. This is a multi multi million dollar program. We can't afford footballs, you know." <laughs> uh, but but anyhow, he he taught me a lot. He was he was a great coach. He's over at Texas now. Uh, uh, you know, as as much as you know, there are rivals. I I do hope that he um, has good success there because uh, he was he was a really good coach and really good to me always and. Um, but he taught me a lot about the position. He actually would come sit with me at lunch and and lunch, brunch, dinner, whatever we would have during two days, and and he'd be like, they they used to call me Cheese back uh, when I worked for the team. He, he'd be like, he'd be like, Cheddar, let me talk to you about something, you know. And, and he he'd, he'd say, now now what drills do you think we ought to do tomorrow? And and at first I'm like, I don't know. I don't, I don't even know why we're doing each drill, you know? So he like taught me what each drill, like what the purpose of each drill was for and like why yeah. he was doing them and, and why he's working on this or that. And so towards the end of it, it got to where I would go meet with him every day and, and me and, and him and, and the, the, uh, GA, we would, we would, I was like, I was a coach. Like I, I would, tell them like what I thought that they should run and, and that kind of stuff. It was really cool. Like, I, um, wasn't ever like that with the coaches before him, you know? And, and so, yeah. um, that, that was it's an like anecdotal an, story, but it's, it's like Nathan off Ted Lasso. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that, that I was, I was Nathan. I was Nathan, except yeah, uh, I, I didn't get, I wasn't a water boy though. I was, a, I was a ball. Yeah. Boy. There's a difference. Yeah. You know? That's uh, awesome. <laughs> no, but uh, no, that's a great story, though. But I, I, I tell that story to tell like that's whenever I like really like developed a a love for defensive backs because um, you know that that was my experience. You know that's what that's what I learned yeah. the most. Um, I can't bring a lot to the table on any other position, but I feel like I can bring a little bit to the table here, even though I didn't play the position. Um, well, that's why we complement each other pretty well because, like, like, like I've never like when it comes to football knowledge, I know the least about like defensive backs and like coverages and routes and stuff like that. Like, when, whenever we're trying to you know look at recruits and like say like oh like this is a good corner, like it's hard for me to determine like what's a good corner and what's not because like when they do a good job, like 
you don't notice like nothing happens yeah <laughs> like uh, it's just it's just hard but um I, th- I think we've got some some really good players in the secondary and especially at corner and uh, uh, it may be the best set of corners that we've had in a, in a very very long time we we do and and so that's what that's what i look when i'm looking at at a corner recruit um especially in high school i'm looking at their their footwork and like how quick their feet are uh, because anything on, on defense obviously is a reactionary thing. You're reacting to what the other guy is. The the offense is coming out. They know what they're going to do, you know, and mm-hmm. and so you're having to react to what they're doing. Um, and and of course, like you, you can have blitzes and stuff like that, that that you're you know doing something yourself. But you you have to you have to watch them. And so so you know whenever you're at the field level, their eyes. Are, are super important. You know, you're watching either either the feet of the guy um, or the receiver that you're covering. Um, there, there's, of course, different things that you're watching around. But whenever you come off the line, um, you gotta you gotta match their feet. You know, you gotta step or place, and you gotta you you can't get your feet mixed up. And if you do, what you're are you toast. doing? You're behind them, or you're reaching and you're grabbing them. And and so. Yeah. Um, in high school, in high school, generally speaking, your your really good recruits are always the best guys on the team. They're are all on the field. They're always the fastest ones out there, and all of that. So a lot of them will play more of they just get beat and then catch up to the guy. That's how I used to play soccer back when I played soccer. Is I was just faster <laughs> than everybody, so I'd just sprint out there with the ball. But my ball skills weren't as good as some other people that would work on it, you know, and so. Um, in that case, whenever I'm looking at a recruit at, at the high school level, I'm looking to see h- how often are they playing from behind? How often are they playing, um, you know, watching it, by, by, by moving their feet and matching their footwork. Yeah. And so the, the best, the best, and I'm not saying this, I know I, I can be kind of, um, over-exaggerating hyperbolic. some hyperbolic thank you um wouldn't want to forget a word on the podcast but uh, uh, <laughs> I, uh I, I know that i can be hyperbolic uh at times but the best corner i think i've ever seen in terms of footwork is miles jones um yeah if you want to learn what to look look at with a corner just start watching him play uh, watch how he matches his guys and his footwork is incredible. And, um, I, I am, I was so excited whenever he was coming back because, um, he's just, I think he has, he has the ability to play himself into the draft this year and, and maybe even like a first, second round pick in my opinion, um, because he's, I'm glad you mentioned that last part about him coming back because uh, it's it's huge. Like like he he was on the field whenever we lost to UCLA in the Rose Bowl. Yeah, like in someone's last year. He's been here that long, and yeah. he he easily could have gone and you know gone to the draft. And if it weren't if, if it weren't you know a COVID situation, like he would have been out of eligibility and would have had to have left. So uh, getting him back. If there was a single guy on last year's team, or where if you could pick and say like, 
and just guarantee one of them came back. I think we'd both pick Miles Jones, and it's 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 huge that he came back. Yeah, I I I was so thrilled that because we needed him to come back. We we needed we needed a little bit more strength at that position for one more year because if you look at yeah. the talent that we have stacked behind him, in the in the coming years, we're going to have depth at the position. But if if we had lost him. Then our depth has come in from Brian George and and Jalen Jones at starter, and then we would have we would have had Moten just all freshmen, and yeah, well, yeah, all freshmen, and and uh, didn't you say Moten just got hurt? Um, yeah, he, so, he tore his ACL in the spring game. So you know, had had he not come back, we would be in in dire straits right now, um, yeah. having to play a freshman, and and not that not that a freshman. I mean, Jalen was fantastic last year, but Jalen's also going to be one of the best corners that we ever see here. Um, yeah, I mean, he was a five-star prospect, right? And and so he was he was ready from day one. And the thought is that that Deuce Harmon's the same way, um, and I, hopefully he is. But right now, with the pairing of Miles Jones, Miles Jones is. In my personal opinion, um, our most important player on defense uh, because the talent that we have out there on the edge with him or on the you know in the exterior is is vital. I mean, it, yeah, it, that's that's going to be the most important position for us whenever we play Alabama this year, and um, we have one of the best players at that position, and he's yeah. Thirty-year-old man, you know. I mean, I don't know how old he is, but, but <laughs> well, uh, that's an excellent point because uh, I think I think as far as this team goes, uh, like, like defense has got all the experience, right? Like, like mm-hmm. the questions are all on offense, but from a defensive perspective, if that secondary takes another step and is just you know a little bit better than they were last year when they were already pretty good, yeah, you could have a elite defensive unit and like, like even against the best teams you know like mm-hmm. um even against the the old miss offenses and the alabama offenses and uh kayshawn Boutte at lsu but yeah um it's 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 super important that he came back and it allows you to be able to, to take that step we hope but um he, he's a terrific player uh he's he's really tall for a corner you, you don't see a lot of six foot four corners but uh he he moves incredibly well to be that tall, and um, the, the the one story I want I want to say about him is uh, in Jimbo's first year in that LSU game that went on for seventeen hours. Our, our pass defense was really bad that year, and in that game, uh, Miles Jones uh, batted away a pass in the end zone. Like he had great coverage on the receiver, and the ball's coming in, and he just you know smacked it out of the other guy's hands. And I, I jumped out of my chair. I was like, that is the first time we've seen a player do that on our team the, the entire year. <laughs> I was like, we need more of Miles Jones. And uh, he he showed up in a big way last year. And I'm I, I'm excited to see what he can do this year. I, I think you see him all over the place this year. Um, and, and that's why I said I think he'll play his way in the NFL this year. Not that he wouldn't have had he, had he gone this past year. Uh, but I – I think it was a super smart decision on his part to come back just because he's going to, he, the spotlight's going to be on him all year long. 
he's yeah. he's going to be the guy. He's going to stand out at Texas A and M as one of the best, you know, defensive players that we have. And if we're as good as we were last year, I mean, the number five team in the country, you are arguably their best defensive player. You know, uh, why wouldn't you? Get hey, drafted, he's on, you know. He also made the cover of the Dave Campbell's magazine. Oh, did he really? Yeah, it's uh, it's him, him, DeMarvin, Michael Clemens, and Damani, I believe, who we'll get to later. Oh, we'll today. get to Damani. Um, <laughs> have to, have to. <laughs> um, uh, but no, like I think we we both love Miles. Uh, let's talk about the other Jones with, with Jalen Jones. Um, yeah, five star prospect coming out, and uh, people are like, see a corner, see a safety. You know, A and M, like we we really needed him at corner. And um, he he had a really impressive year. Um, he showed great awareness uh, in breaking up a couple of passes. He broke up a really – it made me, looking back, one of the biggest plays of the year because uh, a few plays later against Florida, he, he batted away a pass on, on Florida's final drive uh, that would have been a first down. And it may, it may have been the very next play or the one after Florida fumbled and we got it back and then kicked the game-winning field goal. But – um, if he hadn't batted that pass, you know, you know, who knows what could have happened, but, uh, he played really well all year. And, uh, I mean, he was a true freshman last year, so he should just be even better this season. Yeah. So, so you mentioned something there that, that I want to touch on as I'm talking about him. Um, you, I hear a lot of that, uh, that you mentioned it with miles Jones just a second ago, uh, that, you know, this guy, oh, he's, he's a tall corner. Um, you know, he, it, will he really be a safety? Um, he's kind of a big corner. Will he really be a safety? Um, and maybe I'm, maybe this is a hot take for, for football. I don't know, but if you're good at a position and you play outside of your size, like if you're a bigger guy, but you're faster than the smaller guy, yeah, uh, still fluid, you know, then, then I, I don't see a, a, I don't see a problem with it, you know, with a big corner um, because that was a big point of contention for so long. And, and, you know, sometimes you see that between like two, four, seven and, and Tex Ags where, you know, Tex Ags will say something. And then the guys that are on two, four, seven, like the the posters on two, four, seven will be like, (laughs) well, we thought over here that he would be more of a safety and and Tex Ags like, there are some, no, you know, like, yeah, the, the, there's some interesting personalities on the two four seven message board. I'll, 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 I'll leave it at that. There's interesting personalities <laughs> on, on every message board, but there is. Um, there it, is. It, but what I, what I was going to say is Jalen was during his senior year. Everything that he went to, everybody was talking about how great of a lockdown corner he was, and that he he was the best corner out there. And then everybody kept projecting him at safety and saying, like all the different analysts out there, well, will he play safety in, in college? And it's like, not if he's a lockdown corner. <laughs> like <laughs> you can't you can't teach that. I mean, you can teach him how yeah. to lose a little bit of weight if if he's too big, but he's not too big. Otherwise, he wouldn't be able to lock down the corner. You know, um, so <laughs> yeah. so he is he is um, last year, in my opinion, he he lived up to his hype. He was he did. He was everything as advertised. Um, I've 
there's something about him I just always always really liked. Um, so I was excited. He was one I was excited to see, and he's the one we got to see. You know, because there's plenty of guys that I've been excited to see for two or three years and haven't seen him hit the field yet. You know, uh, yeah. but we got to see him, and he was he was really good for us last year. Made some freshman mistakes here and there, but you're going to. Um, and and I'm really I'm a big fan of playing um, DBs as freshmen because like if you look back at you know um Damani Richardson played as a freshman um back during while while we were there Armani Watts played as a freshman uh, a lot of oh, people Oh yeah he was he, Yeah but, and when when uh, Armani played he he was fantastic. Yeah, he was fantastic too, but Donovan Wilson was was fantastic as a freshman and uh, he just he he didn't play every down like Armani did, um, and then he got hurt and was out for his sophomore year. So a lot of people forgot about him, uh, but he was a good friend of mine, and and my parents always sat with with his mom at um, at football <laughs> games. So they became like really good friends. And um, my, awesome. my mom was my mom cried whenever uh, he he got drafted to the Cowboys. She was so happy for him, you know. But uh, <laughs> but he's doing really well there too now. Oh yeah, yeah. He, he's he's just. He's one of the best people you'll ever meet. I mean, his his whole family is some of the best people you'll ever meet. But uh, I love to hear that. But yeah, he uh, like th- those are examples of guys, uh, um, you know, that that played as as freshmen and and that helped long term. Um, so I, I think Jalen's just going to be another example of that. He's he's going to get better every year. Um, yeah, you know, you hear the sophomore slump. Hopefully you don't see that, you know, you worry about it, but I, I, I don't know. You know, sometimes I see guys that do have a sophomore slump. Sometimes I see guys that, that you're like, wow, you're so much better than you were last year. And I thought you were good last year. Yeah. You know? I think he's more inclined to be, um, I think he and miles will be equals. Like I, I think they will be that good. Um, and being that we have both of them are, our starting corners are – I'll go to bat for them any day. Like, they're they're yeah. fantastic players. Um, and there, there was a really good thread on uh, on TechSags the other day about uh, about Miles and Jalen, uh, Jones and Jones. And someone asked if they were the best corners, you know, in the past 20 years. And everyone was in agreement. You had to go back to, like, 93 when we had uh, – a top five defense in the country and mm-hmm. our corners were Aaron Glenn and Ray Mickens and Aaron Glenn was like a, like made pro balls in the NFL and yeah. Mickens was a great player too. But uh, it's, it's been a, a, a little bit of a drought since we've had, like we've had good individual corners, but like this duo is really, really spectacular. And um, I, I'm with you on, on Jalen. I think I, I don't expect a, a sophomore slump at all. I think he, he just takes another step and just keeps getting better. Yeah. Um, and, and the next guy I'll mention is Brian George. Um, I, I hate whenever I see corners, uh, get, get a bad rap on something that's not necessarily their fault. Um, like if they get beat on something or, or whatever, that's one thing. But if, if there's a deep ball that just happens to go over near them, then everybody blames it on them. Um, I feel like, Brian George has had a couple of those. And so you get a lot of people that kind of snub their nose at him, but he, he really 
performed well. I thought that right there at the was it the last couple games that he played, um, or was it yeah, just well, the whole game? I can't remember. So like he he caught a lot of flack for uh, the the Tennessee game. I think Miles was hurt, Miles Jones. Uh, so Brian George got the start, and um, he got beat on a big play early, and like one other one in the first half, but uh, played really well the second half, and actually ended the game with the an interception. And then played well in the bowl game because Miles was out for that game as well, and yeah. uh, should have had a pick in that game. So he, he should have had, you know, two interceptions in two games. So um, he, he's a, he's an older guy. Uh, he came in here from from junior college, and uh, you know, due to to COVID, he's still got you know two more years if he wants to to be here for that long. So you could see him, uh, you know, be, be a starter next year after after Miles leaves. But no, I think he's a he's a really good young player and. Um, you know, I think the, 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 the people that wrote him off, if they did write him off, you know, after, you know, giving up a big player two against Tennessee, um, I don't think they should. I think he's, he's got potential to be a, a good contributor on this team. Yeah. And, and that's what, uh, you're, you're so much better than me at recalling like specific games. Um, I, I, I've got a stupid memory. I, I, I remembered that there was a game that he, he, you know, filled in for miles and got. Uh, targeted a bunch and and so then everybody just berated him and yeah um but i mean if you target any corner even the best corners out there they're going to they're going to give up a few of those plays because you can't cover it every single time um it's just it just was a stroke of bad luck for him uh yeah. that, that and, and it was his, his first his first start at the D one level, like last year was his first year at AM coming from JUCO. So yeah, so I, I um, think I, I recall I recall it being you know I remember I was really upset that Miles was out because I was like oh no this isn't good. Um, <laughs> he filled in he he didn't play all that great. Um, well I say he didn't play all that great. He he gave up a few plays. People dogged on him all that, but I. I want to say it was either the last game of the year or, or last game of the season, or it was the bowl game. He played significant reps and yeah. um, really did well. And and yeah, um, I I think you know, I think it's good for somebody to go out and get punched in the mouth, you know, at somebody else's stadium and and get kind oh, of oh yeah, I hate to say embarrassed on the national stage, but get you know like have a have a big eye opening experience. Um, you know, it's like so, bad, it's like baptism by fire. Yeah, and and so I think, I think maybe he had a little bit of that. Maybe maybe I'm just making stuff up, you know, and it wasn't that at all, and and it was just yeah. that you know the wrong coverage was called or something. I don't know. Um, yeah. But um, uh, past that, I mean, I, I I'll say that on him. I I'm really hopeful for him. I I saw a lot there at the end of the end of the year when he would play that I liked, and and I would yeah. like to. I'm confident in his his ability, uh, but I'll mention these last few uh, corners that we have. But, but I want to move on safety because I know that this is already getting to be a long episode. Um, we knew yeah. it would be with yeah. having three positions, but um, <laughs> but Moten, you said was was hurt. I hate to hear that because I'm really excited uh, about him. I, I need to come up with a different adjective other than really excited because that's what I say yeah. for everybody. Uh, Thrilled. But but Deuce Harmon, Deuce Harmon. <laughs> Uh, Love Deuce Harmon. He's got some great tape. Uh, he's he's one that that um, I I really wanted as a recruit. Was glad that we got him. 
Um, I would say in his class, this this incoming class, there there's another guy. Um, oh, I just went blank on his name. No, I didn't. Terrence Brooks. Um, mm. The uh, his his dad's Chet Brooks uh, and Aggie. Um, he's a recruit right now that that we've been looking at, and I don't know what the status of his recruitment is. It sounds like he's he uh, going somewhere else, but yeah, or did he just recruit somewhere, or did he just commit he, somewhere? He committed to Ohio State. I was going to say I, I knew I knew there was there was some news about him recently. Um, yeah, he he's he's the best corner in this class, in my opinion. Um, yeah, but Deuce Deuce was Deuce was the Terrence Brooks of his class. Um, I, I was very, very excited to get him on. Um, he was somebody that I, I really wanted to see um, stick with us, and, and he did. And so uh, there's a yeah. lot of national talk about him. He's he's going to be a good player, you know. Um, yeah. I'll, I'll say one quick thing about Deuce. Uh, he, he reminds me, to, to relate this to your everyday Aggie fan, um, he reminds me of a – Tony Hurd with like an extra, just an extra gear. Like he, he he's a similar size to Tony Hurd, and like he's really suited to play like a nickel corner. But just a he's a hitter. He can cover. Like he makes big plays. Uh, his his tape is full of pick sixes and you know punt returns and big hits. Like he's he's Tony Hurd, just you know a little bit, just a little bit more juice. Yeah, uh, that, that that'd be a good good comparison. Uh, Old Tony Hurd. Yeah. Um, well, the other two guys I'm, I'm excited about too, Chappelle and, and Norwood, uh, I think are, are both very athletic players. Uh, Norwood reminds me a lot of like uh, Chris Boyd maybe, um, like like a really, really athletic corner. Um, so I, I think it'll be good to have those guys there because – we got Miles and we got Jalen. We got Jones and Jones on on either side. Um, that the talent that this new class is bringing to the table um, will hopefully be developed by those two yeah. um, guys. Because I already see Jalen as a veteran, you know, tried and true player, and he's only he's only a sophomore, you know. So yeah, I, I I'm excited about them. Um, I'm really excited to see Deuce. He's he's one who I'm most excited to see of this group that I haven't seen yet. Um, yeah, but but I I could very there's a lot to say about the other two that we can always talk about some other time. Yeah, um, let's talk safety. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. I I'll let you I'll let you go first because and talk about your boy. I know you, I, I know you have to do it. I I got to uh, shout out my boy um, from Waxahachie, Damani Richardson. Um, he, he grew up, grew up in great town, great town, um, town of winners, uh, <laughs> dub, dub town, if you will, you know, um, dub town. but, uh, we actually, no one actually calls could, it that. We, we actually call it H town, H town, Hatchy, Hatchy uh, town. Yeah. My, my yeah. buddy Mac gets really mad at me when I call it H town because he's one of those Houston guys that loves Houston. Like everything about started. Houston, you know how people Houston people like love Houston. Like everybody I know hates where they come from and where they live. Like they're always like, "Oh, I want to live in Colorado, and I have to stay here." You know, but people that live in Houston for the most part are like Houston all day long. Well, 
Waxahachie is a real H town. We're, we're Hatchy, <laughs> you know, Hatchy Indians. Now, so Damani is an incredible player. Um, just, I mean, built like a, I don't even know what he's built like, he, like a like a gun safe. Like he he's, he's just he is stout. He is stout. He I think it was last last off season. Uh, they posted a, a a video of the DBs, and I was like, "Who is that big dude?" I sent it to you on Twitter. I was like, "Who is this this huge guy?" And you're like, "That's Damani." I was like, "Seriously?" <laughs> like, <laughs> looks like a bodybuilder. <laughs> yeah, he's gigantic, um, but he's he's fantastic. He's he's um he's a really smart guy, a really really smart person. Um, he he's kind of your he's kind of a quieter guy, um, but but he's uh you know everybody that that I've talked to at least from Waxahachie that that coached him and stuff, uh, just always said he was very very into you know figuring out the why of the game. Um, you yeah. know, why, why would you do this or why would you do that? Um, and I think that's evident in how he plays in, in the position that he plays in because, um, he's just, he's always trying to learn, um, what's going on and, and he plays really, really well at safety. I compare him a lot to, to Armani Watts just because of the, of the similar situation I just mentioned where he played as a true freshman right out of the gate. I mean, as soon as he came to fall camp, he was starting, and yeah. um, that's how Armani was too. And so um, he reminded me a lot of that. But I yeah. mean, go ahead. He, he he had a great freshman season. Uh, I think he was a uh, freshman All American and uh, on the freshman All ICC team. Um, he made a really nice play against uh, Alabama uh, when they had Tua. We, we played him at Caulfield, and um, he kind of like tricked Tua a little bit and uh, like changed coverage the, the last second and, and picked off a pass. It, it, it was like a, like a upper, it was like a, like a veteran move to yeah. do that. But um, I, I felt bad for him last year because he, he looked great in the first game against Vanderbilt and, you know, he, he kind of got banged up against Alabama and um, never, like he never fully he, healed. It didn't seem like. Yeah, like he he did play in the in some other games, uh, but he never looked like his old self, and like he, he didn't look bad, but like he wasn't you know making the plays that he's he's known for making. And um, when well, if the, you uh, if you pay attention to the personnel, you'll see like you would see he he would be in for a little bit, and then all of a sudden, you know, we, we would go yeah several series With like, without like, him being out there and. So yeah. you could tell that he, he, there was some sort of injury that he was nursing. Yeah, um, there's something going on there. Yeah. So, um, but in in the in the spring game, like he's he's back to his old ways. Like he was, you know, making big hits in coverage. Uh, he had a pick six in the spring game, um, batting down balls, um, coming downhill, making tackles. Um, he's he's primed for a big year. Um, I'd love to see him come back. You know, he's going into his junior year, but um, if he, you know as a, a a good of a year as he's capable of of having yeah it wouldn't shock me at all to see, to see him go early or and uh, to see him leave early you know and, and go to the draft yeah i and i was i was cautious about him his his freshman year um just because 
everybody around me that that I talk to, whenever they find out that I'm an A and M fan or, or that I went to A and M or whatever, they want to talk about Damani and and yeah. Um, oh, have you seen the the player that we have that's going A and M? He's really good. And you know, I heard all these good things about him, but I'm like, okay, small town. Everybody probably you know is finally excited that we have somebody going somewhere. So that's yeah. why we're we're putting him on a higher pedestal than he deserves. Uh, that was kind of my thought. And then whenever I went to fall camp that year um, and Jimbo had him starting and, and was out there talking to him and, and all of that, just, I mean, like the second week of camp, I'm like, okay, there's something to this. And Jimbo started talking about him a lot. Well, then he, he did have a breakout season his freshman year, had a great season. Um, yeah. So I don't think, just knowing what I know from, from what other people have said and what I've heard, um, I don't think his, his drop off that he had last year uh, was as much to do with him like worsening as a player or not developing as a player. And, and it was more so injury related. I, I don't yeah. know. I don't know what injury might've been or wh- I don't know that part, but um, just that I've con I, I I have a very good feeling that he's going to be a stud safety force this year. And um, yeah. maybe, maybe we'll be all SEC again, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. It's so, it's so tough with like injuries that aren't like incredible, like super serious. Like someone tears an ACL, like, you like, you know, they're out, like they're out torn ACL. <laughs> and yeah, uh, there's so much, there's so much that these kids play through that doesn't get talked about. I mean, I, I think it's probably some kind of, uh, I don't know if it's like a medical violation to to talk about injuries, but it seems like coaches don't want to talk about injuries for several reasons. Um, so you never really know what someone's playing through. Like you just look up and like you're like, oh, like so and so's not in. Like, are they hurt? And then they'll like like Damani, like he come in for a series and he go back out and you're like, okay, like what's going on? So like when when you see things like that, like we just have to assume that there's some kind of injury there, you know, or or, or we'll read it somewhere where you know like just just something like that but yeah um well i'm well, a big fan of damani and uh sorry you, you go ahead yeah coaches coaches don't like to talk about it because any coaches that that i've ever met are super paranoid super superstitious um they're not just a little stitious they're superstitious uh and and they they will do some of the weirdest things because you know whatever but but a lot of them it's because they don't want to give the opponent you know information yeah. um but you know you think about it you stump your toe or or you you know like i busted my toe open on on um britney's cooler what a month ago <laughs> two months ago uh yeah. on accident and and um i still every now and then step kind of funny and 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 like you know, you, 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 you have that natural instinct about you that, that you like try to avoid it. And so you don't, you know, push your also a, a injury that's not going to take you off the field, still going to impact yeah. you. Cause you're still going to have that, that human emotion of, of reacting to your injury. And so, um, yeah, so yeah, they don't talk about it, but it, it's, it'll linger there a little bit. So yeah, yeah. uh, Leon O'Neill, you want to talk Leon? Have to. Uh, okay. The most vocal member of the A and M team, uh, maybe the most vocal Aggie ever, <laughs> at least uh, in terms of uh, social media and his presence on uh, on those kind of platforms. But yeah, um, 
you have to love Leon just for the sake that uh, he he loves A and M. Um, he uh, he's he's always you know uh, taking shots at our opponents on Twitter, which is always funny. <laughs> and um, he's he's gotten better as a player. Um, I was uh, we didn't have this podcast back then, but his sophomore year, I, I was pretty hard on him, and um, you know I, I thought he, he he improved a lot last year. Mm-hmm. Um, he's you know he. He's in better position more often than not. Uh, he, you know, takes better angles. He wraps up. Uh, he's not, you know, trying to hit with his shoulder anymore. He's actually wrapping up and uh, making good tackles. And, um, you know, it, the last thing with him is he'll, he'll still have those, uh, I guess, lapses in judgment. And, uh, like, against Florida, you know, it was third down. And, uh, like, we stopped him, and then they had an unsportsmanlike conduct. Uh, like called on Florida. Well, then Leon retaliated, so they called one on us, and they offset. And then uh, he actually got beat by Kadarius Tony for a touchdown on the very next play. Um, so, like, I think he, he did better the rest of the year at like you know keeping his cool and uh, not letting the moment get the best of him. But um, I, I think like I've seen him on 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 Twitter. He, he does post a lot, but he he seems super focused on this team and this season and just really focused on football uh, going into his senior year. So um, I, I think, I think he's set for a good year. Yeah. He's, he's bound to have a lot more maturity now. Um, and not that, not that I'm calling him immature. I love a guy that, that plays very passionately. Um, oh yeah. I think unsportsmanlike conduct is the stupidest rule and, and, the game um because like you know if you want to do a horns down or if you want to celebrate before oh gosh. a touchdown or whatever i mean you ought to yeah. be able to do it like if why not it, you know oh, you're gonna hurt their feelings like they should have stopped you and then you wouldn't have been able to hurt their feelings you know like yeah it's um, football so so guys like him garner a lot of a lot of um Hate's not the right word, but you know, a lot of people people talk down on him because you know, oh come on, you know, like get off the field, quit quit chirping and all that. You know that that is comp- that's a competitive drive, you know, and and that shows a competitive drive. You can see guys like Baker Mayfield and Johnny Manziel and guys like that through the years that that have that, and they're always you know like, but that's that that competitiveness in in them that that they channel it a little bit differently, you know, and, and Leon's always, always been a, a very outspoken, loud guy. Um, yeah. and so that can get him in trouble a little bit, but when, when those kind of people mature, you know, like take Baker Mayfield, I use as the example, um, as he's matured a little bit, he's, he's, he's backed it up in his gameplay, you know, uh, yeah. he's always a good quarterback, but you know, the older he gets, the more he's, he's, you're seeing him actually back that up on the field. And I I think the same can be said for Leon. I think, um, you know, early on he talked a lot of noise, but, but didn't always show it. You know, he got beat a lot, you know, here and there. And, um, yeah, I think him, him sticking around all the way until his senior year, um, is really good because I know my senior year of college, I felt like a actual adult. And I look back on everything I had done the past three years and I'm like, I can't believe I did that. I was, I was a kid, you know, and, 
And, you know, so there's, there's that maturity level. I feel like whenever you hit like 21, 22, that like For sure. all of a sudden you, you feel like you're, you're a grown person, you know? And yeah. Uh, and he's so, got his sights set on the NFL and he's, he really looks like he's dialed in on, uh, on, on what could be a big season for A&M. It, the, 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 the one guy I've got to talk about, uh, is sorry. Was there something else that you had only on? No, I was, I was just going to say, I, I hope, I hope that he does. And, and I think, I think he probably will because, um, he can, he can get there. He, he's he got the yeah. talent to get there. Um, absolutely. And he had a great year this past year, I thought, but, um, I, I I expect that this will be the best season we've seen from him. I think so too. But um, the next player I want to talk about is he's got to be in my top five of of players I'm most excited about to see this fall. Which is there's there's a lot of players to be excited about, <laughs> and uh, yeah. the the the, the uh, kid here is uh, Antonio Johnson, um, a true sophomore uh, from Illinois, uh, kind of a he can kind of play everything in the in the defensive backfield. Um, I know Alabama wanted him as a corner. Uh, we wanted him as a free safety, and uh, he he played nickel a lot for us last year. I think he'll start there uh, this year. So I think we'll have you know two of the linebackers we talked about earlier. You know Jones and Jones on the outside, O'Neill and Damani at safety, and I think I think Johnson gets the start at at nickel. He, he's he's just too good to keep off the field. Um, it took him a minute to to ramp up and uh, and and get in the swing of things last season, but I feel like once he did, like he he played at a really high level. Um, he uh, I, I don't want to say that he got beat for a touchdown in the in the Orange Bowl because he had excellent coverage, but that was just a a, a perfect pass and a perfect catch, like where only that receiver could have caught it. Um, so, so that's not on him. Like he's. I, I'm just I'm super excited about him. Like he's he's going to have a, a a really really big year, um, and Aggie fans need to be aware of of Antonio Johnson. He's number twenty seven. You're going to see him make a lot of plays. Yeah, and and maybe he did get beat. You know, you gotta you gotta go to the next play and and forget about it. I I now live my life with coaches in the back <laughs> of my head saying play the next play, you know, go, don't, don't carry it with you, you know, get beat all the best players in the world get beat, you know, Michael Jordan missed baskets, you know, you got to be able to get past that. And, and um, that is one thing I will say about our defensive backs in this unit. It seems like they, they are able to put that aside and get to the next one. And, and it seems like they're good culture there, but um, Antonio Johnson, uh, him and Antonio Doyle, the two Antonios from St. Louis, uh, one of them from <laughs> either side of the river. Uh, one from Missouri, one from Illinois. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, yeah. Uh, so that, I, I was excited about both of them coming oh, in. Yeah. They, they were two of my absolute favorites in their class. And um, so, so yeah, he he is – just, just knowing that having Jalen and Jalen and uh, – I mean, J- Jones and Jones – Damani O'Neill and then him at him at nickel that is a that is a force to be reckoned with right there yeah um, that, it's, it's the makings of really a, a really good, good secondary and um and and past it not not only that um young Eric Young um yeah he he's a, a good player 
Um, you know, we, Williams, have we seen – I don't – Brian Williams, he, he played, I don't feel like I've seen too much of him yet. He, he hasn't played a lot um, just because there's been so many other guys at safety. Um, he got in a little bit whenever we went with like a, a 6DB look against uh, Mississippi State. Mm-hmm. He, he played well in that game, but um, he I think his time is going to be after – after guys like O'Neal and Damani uh, have moved on, mm-hmm. and um, I, I've got to give some love to Keltrick Carper. Yeah, um, for he's sure. a he's another one of those super seniors that uh, you know was a senior last year, but you know decided to come back, and uh, he's he's one of the most least talked about guys on this A and M team, but um, he's just a, a veteran presence and a veteran leader, and you know like we talked about Damani being hurt. Um, and Keldrick Carper was the guy that filled in for him and he played really well. Like there was a few times where like against South Carolina, like he had a really nice interception and then, uh, he was making some, some big hits and big stops in the run game. I'm like, dang, like that, that is, is that Keldrick? Like, <laughs> like, uh, he, he really turned it on, but, um, he had a big breakup against Tennessee, uh, on a fourth down, I think. So, um, he's, he's just a, a, a really solid, uh, player to have for depth. Um, I mean, it's, like you got your two starters, but you know, like you know, if something happens like it did last year, I, I bet our coaches still feel good to have have Carper still around, you know, to to put in, into the lineup. Well, just that trio of him and Richardson and and um, O'Neill is, is good because he he brings a different element to the table, um, gives them something to to throw in there for different looks. Um, yeah, and and he's just a good good third guy that that. I think you'll just see a constant rotation of those three mainly. Yeah. Um, but I think Eric sure. Young will, will fit in there. I think they'll play him at nickel um, as well. Um, and, and just to have, just to have those, those guys, those three as your bread and butter at safety, I, I think puts us in a really good position. Um, yeah. I, I do like um, him a lot. And, and um, yeah, I mean, I, I just love how many, how many, seniors we have on this roster and maybe yeah. it's not more than normal but it feels more than normal and and maybe that's because of COVID I don't know but um it just seems like it seems like we're a true football team now and it's not just you come here so that you can make some big plays and then you move on to the NFL as fast as you possibly can you know I feel like we're not in that position anymore yeah I think you're exactly right and especially on on defense, there's five super seniors uh, mm-hmm. that we've talked about: uh, PV Clemens, Hansford, uh, Miles Jones, and Carper. So one um, at every lot position. Of, one at every position, yeah, and, and that's big. Um, it's huge. Uh, it's huge for the. Uh, it's huge for the culture and for the the mentality of the locker room. Yeah, um, it's it's a good mix. Like you have those guys, and then you have like all the guys from that 2019 class that are are now upperclassmen, you know, after having big sophomore years like Anais and Spiller and DeMarvin and Kenyon Green. And I, it's it's hard to not like the makeup of this team. Like, it seems like they're they're in a really good spot from a, a leadership and mentality standpoint and and finally from a, an elite talent standpoint, you know, to, to stand toe-to-toe with the, with the Alabamas of the world. Yeah. And one last little quick snippet because we hadn't mentioned him, uh, Harding Gilbert, or I don't know how to say his first name. Is it Harding? 
Did I get it right? I don't know if it's, if, I don't know if it's Jardin or Jardine or Hardine, uh, but his last name is Gilbert. And uh, uh, I, he, he's, he's one of my favorites from this class that just came in. Um, oh, yeah. And, and so he's going to be good. I don't know how much we're going to even need him to play this year because of the depth that we have here. But, um, yeah. but next year, though. Yeah. I mean, I, I, overall, we've got a really good, really good unit in the secondary. And yeah. um, I, I've been beating this drum for a while, but um, we're going to have the closest thing, the, re- the wrecking crew that we've ever had since the nineties this year. And yep. I think we had it last year, but um, I know everybody's apprehensive to pull that trigger, but if you want your wrecking crew, you got it. And hey, uh, start the chant. This is it. Uh, we didn't tell you at the ineligible pod that you, you should, we, we didn't start it. We didn't start it. <laughs> But <laughs> but you probably should do it anyways. Yeah. You know? No, uh, um, <laughs> they they we're gonna have we're gonna have one of the best defensive defenses, if not the best defense in college football this year. And um, I said in an earlier episode, DBs are probably the biggest question mark. And look, you know we have some of the best DBs that we've ever had, and um, it, it's. That's kind of crazy, but honestly, you know, compared to the D line, uh, you, you know, like <laughs> you can't, you just can't, you can't compare it to the D line. You know, it's 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 yeah. insane. So yeah, uh, and especially yeah, for a team with 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 a new starting quarterback uh, who's going to be a young player and um, and a talented but inexperienced offensive line, the I think the defense is going to have to carry this team, you know, through the the first few games of the schedule to you know until the offense gets clicking, but. If if it does, if the offense clicks at a very high level, this team is going to be hard to beat. Defense wins championships. That's right. And that, we got the best defense right. I think there is. So um, let's win it, man. <laughs> that's right. We went long, but shoot, I mean, we there's there's too much to get into there. We we had to do it. So um, do it to them. We got one more coming this week. Uh, I believe we're talking nil. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's do nil. Yeah. NIL and then uh, Jimbo Fisher and crew uh, are on tomorrow at SEC Media Day. So I'm sure we'll have some takeaways from that as well. But um, uh, until then, uh, we'll, we'll talk to you next time. 